0: Welcome to Senior Talk with Ms. Bonnie, where every week we explore the joys and challenges of aging. Join Ms. Bonnie as she talks with experts, seniors, and caregivers about topics that matter to the senior community. From health and wellness, to relationships and family, to finances and social engagement, we'll cover it all. This episode, Ms. Bonnie sits down with Melanie Guess, an expert who conducts workshops to help families deal with end-of-life issues. They discuss the benefits of pre-planning for your funeral, some of the considerations, and Ms. Melody answers questions Ms. Bonnie has. So whether you're a senior yourself, or just want to understand and support the older adults in your life, you're in the right place. I'm producer Chuck, and without further ado, Senior Talk with Ms. Bonnie.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Bonnie Agee. Welcome to Senior Talk with Ms. Bonnie. Let's begin. <clears throat> Today, I chose to talk about prepaying your funeral. Well, maybe not necessarily you, but I want to talk about why I chose to prepay my funeral. Um, my, my son uh, is my only child. And I thought that it would be hard on him to have had his mom for all those years and then he has to bury her to be the sole person responsible for burying her. So I thought this would be a great idea. And, and the fact that he has five children and one grandchild is a lot. Although we touched on this briefly in our other podcast, I just wanted to, uh, to share with you why I did it to relieve him of that un- unnecessary to me pressure. Because you're born, you live, you're gonna die. It is inevitable. It is going to happen to each and every one of us. So why not be prepared? okay, let's just say, for instance, I had a I did have a insurance policy, uh, life insurance policy, and that for X amount of dollars that was going to bury me. But I decided, you know, I had a little windfall, and I decided that, it would be best to give him that value of that insurance policy i pay for my funeral i get to see what he does with the money you know i can't govern it because once i put it in his hands it's his but i get to see what he did with it and the fact that he doesn't have to worry about burying me he don't have to worry about you think she would want to be viewing. What was her favorite flower, you know? We know her favorite color is green, you know, but still, that's a lot for an, an only child. If he had siblings, you know, to, to share this with, that would be a little bit different, you know, and, and, and less Burdenson is that a word?
0: That
1: is a word. Oh, right, you go, Bonnie. You know, and this way, he could just deal with his grief, you know, and and it relieves his, his uh, wife of, you know, rearranging finances in order to do this because it was the unexpected, although it was expected, you see. So it relieves everybody of unnecessary pressure. <clears throat> now, that's why I chose to do that and during the, the, the funeral home that I chose, <laughs> the way I chose the funeral home is I called three. Okay, one of them never did call me back. The other one put me on hold, never did come back. And the third one was the one that I went with and I got to talk to somebody <laughs> and I made an appointment. I had no choice, you know, I had no choice to say this one's better than that one and I heard this one was good. None of that, it was just who responded to my, my phone call. Well, I decided to to take my sister with me and and I asked my son to come along and he did really really good. And but it's a lot to ask of your child to come with you to you know pay for your funeral and pick your urn. I don't think he went to the urn picking part of it. I don't think he did that, but I, I know he, he sat there and he listened and everything, and when it was over what I gave him the paperwork. You know, I don't need it, hell, I'll be dead. I you know, I don't, and then you have to search my stuff to find out where it is. No, you take this home with you, put it in a safe place, you know, because hopefully the way the law of averages is, you know, you'll need the paperwork before I will, you know, I know I'll need the paper, no, you'll need the paperwork to show before you, got me
0: (laughs) yeah I don't think at any point you're going to be responsible for the paperwork
1: exactly (laughs) exactly and it's just that um and the reason I took my sister with me is because um she thought it was really she never said morbid but she kind of thought it was kind of Bonnie you know you we know you've always marched to a different drummer but this is really but I wanted her to see the practical because she's a very practical thinking person and I wanted her to see my reasoning and how practical it was. We were in there for a total, I'm gonna say 30 to 45 minutes and everything was done. You know, everything was to my liking. Now, I do have to go back because I do wanna be in the newspaper instead of just a little clip saying, uh, Bonnie died on this date, you know. I did want a little bit, to add a little bit so that I could at least name my grandchildren, you know, and my great-grands, you know. Um, why some people think of this as morbid, I don't know. I don't know. It is not morbid. It is saving people you love from unnecessary hardship and grief.
0: I never thought it was morbid. My my grandmother did the same thing. My father's mother did the same thing. She had pre-planned um, her plot, bought all that stuff, how she wanted to do it. Um, and then when she returned to glory, that's how it went down. But she had taking control over the whole situation. Um, and I didn't find it morbid at all. I actually found it empowering. And um, <laughs> it's this movie out uh, where I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of the movie. But it was a scene in there where the, um, the guy who passed away old the guy who, like he had, had some kind of falling out or some beef, maybe owed a couple of dollars to the guy who actually owned the funeral home. <laughs> so when he buried him, he buried him in ballet shoes and his toes was pointed. And it was just one last little middle finger to the man. And, and it was hilarious on screen, but it got me thinking like, man, like if you could control that, mm-hmm. you know, you can't control when you go, you can't control how you go, but you could you could control how it look.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think we all know that death is the inevitable, ev- Inevitable. so why not prepare yourself for that day that is going to come? And isn't it, I mean, it's okay to leave people insurance policies, et cetera, et cetera. It's okay to, to do all that. But isn't it nice just to have that stuff done out of the way? And guess what? You cash that policy in and you got a little bit extra left to go on a little vacation, you know, do something nice for yourself. For you, you know. Um, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, cancel your policies. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying what I did and why I found it to be beneficial on my behalf. Now, uh, what I would like to do is introduce you to Melanie Guess, who also works for uh, Dedicated. She is a membership growth consultant, and she also works in a funeral home administrative grief workshop. So she can answer any questions that I may have, and I have several. But we're going to talk to Melanie about all of this. Melanie Guess uh, will be joining us and thank you so very much i'd like to introduce you to melanie guest welcome
2: hi miss A. G. thank you so much for allowing me to um, speak on your show Mm -hmm. and talk about funerals funeral planning um such a great opportunity to share with the community
1: we're going to get started with the questions but i would like to uh, before we do get started with the questions
2: how long have you been in this business Uh, i started um, working at a funeral home back in 2014, so almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And I've worked in the funeral home on different levels, different aspects. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty familiar with Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all, but a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I can begin. The first question is, um, how should someone go about choosing a funeral home and director for their final services, and what questions should they ask to ensure they are making the right decision?
2: So, most people choose a funeral home based on their experience or their family's history. A lot of people say, well, this is where my family always goes, or sometimes the person may visit um, go to a, attend a funeral mm-hmm. and see the services and say, "I like how they did this. I like how they did that, or how they were treated." Mm-hmm. And uh, those are how most of the time people treat, and sometimes cost as well. Yeah. I don't hear much about cost, but I'm sure that plays a big part into it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I was down in when I lived down in Birmingham. If you chose a certain funeral home, then they would say, "Oh, they ain't had no money." You know. <laughs> But, you know, we were little. We know no better. Yes, you know? ma'am. But we know they didn't have no money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the next question is, what are some common misconceptions and um, that people have about funeral homes and funeral planning process?
2: So some of the misconceptions that I think people have about a funeral home is that it's a bad place or a jury or a sad place. And, yes, it is. It, it does have a place where you are experiencing sadness, but it's also a time of celebrating, celebrating that person's life. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that people want to use their life insurance policy opposed to doing the funeral planning. Um, I will say that because a life insurance policy is not gonna plan your funeral. It's only gonna pay for your funeral, God willing, you have enough. Um, but it does not plan your funeral. So that would be the one of the most misconceptions. And then the other thing of misconception with funeral planning is that the cost, that it may be unaffordable to me. But I tell people sometimes you might have to break things into pieces. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of funerals offer packages, mm-hmm. you may at this time in your life only be able to afford them to pick up your body, clean your body off, and then vomit. So then that's all you pay for at that time. Um, another thing, and maybe I just want to pay for my casket. Mm-hmm. Do that. Anything helps that family, to alleviates the burden off their family. When you plan a funeral, when somebody dies, you have up to a hundred questions that need to be answered within 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So you're making a lot of emotional
1: decisions,
2: decisions mm-hmm. which is then gonna cost you
1: money. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I do have a question. Um, the difference, I was under the impression that when you paid for your funeral, you also paid for your burial. I didn't know there was a difference between funeral and burial because you're thinking you're going to go to a funeral you're going to get buried. You're right, but you don't think of burial as being a separate entity from the funeral, which is just the function leading up to the burial.
2: Yes, so a lot of people will go in, they'll pay for the funeral, and whoever's doing the planning, they will ask, do you want to put in there for burial? Mm-hmm. Now you could put money in the funeral in the pre-plan for the burial. However, you need to go to that cemetery that of your choice, and select a plot and pay and and secure that plot. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between putting the money in the pre-plan and doing the burial is that you're not locking in a price with the cemetery. Okay. You only have money that can go towards it, okay. but you're not locking in the price. So you want to make sure that that happens. Some people do their funeral planning through the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just their choice mm-hmm. of how they want to do it.
1: How do you work with families to help them make difficult decisions during the planning process? And what support do you provide to help them cope with their loss?
2: Um, During the planning process, um, you ask questions. Sometimes you may ask, like, what's their favorite colors? Um, what, What do you see your funeral being planned as? what things you like, what things you don't like. I've seen people plan their funerals down to the detail of who they want to sing at their funeral, what songs they want to sing. I've seen people plan down their funeral that they leave money in the pre-planning for the repass. (laughs) Um, When I did my training in um, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, there was a lady, she left money for for her family to go do the repass at the casino. Mm -hmm. That's what she wanted. So she had enough money in there, Mm -hmm. and she left $5 for everybody to do a slot on her. Yeah, so (laughs) it could be whatever you want it to be. We plan for everything in our life. This is something that we should plan for as well.
1: Okay. How have you seen the funeral industry evolve and change over the years, and what do you see the future of funeral Mm -hmm. services? (laughs) You like that question.
2: (laughs) So how has the funeral evolved? When I was growing up, um, funeral you know you had one slip of paper front and back that was the program now mm-hmm. you got seventeen pages you got a video going on some people have a band you know it's pictures and ornaments all around you got people standing up now yeah. not in a casket um so funerals have definitely Change. we have definitely gotten creative (laughs) when it comes to burying our loved ones Mm -hmm. Um, what I see in the future more of that more of that Mm -hmm. more of that Mm -hmm. Um, we have we put so much emphasis on on the show I hope people put just as much emphasis on the life that they lived Mm -hmm. as well Um, and people do deserve a good Funeral going service, going a mm-hmm. good celebration, mm-hmm. yes, Yeah, should be celebrated. Yeah. One thing, th- I want to go back to the question that you asked about, um, we were talking about um, graves and things like that, mm-hmm. um, the cremation part. A lot of people don't think about when they're being cremated what to do with the remains after... If you leave your cremains to your children, do your grandchildren want the cremains? And what to do with them? I tell people we've had these bodies for however long we've been living and that we need to be responsible for them, even in our death. And there should be a plan for it. We know we pass it on to our children, grandchildren, whatever, but after that, then what happens? And, what happens? and those so are the things that we should think about, particularly when it comes to cremation. Okay.
1: Well, I guess that makes sense because my sister is with her oldest daughter, began with her husband in Michigan, then with the um, baby daughter, and then with the oldest one. And she's just sitting there collecting dust. I mean, she's way up top, and she's at her mother-in-law's house. Mm. And she wouldn't want to be there. Yes. You know, we don't think about it going further that she's still with somebody. Yes. Still somebody.
2: Yes, and um, at, in the state of Ohio, you can't um, legally scatter ashes, although people do. Um, but there are different urns that you can purchase mm-hmm. to have them buried. Uh, you can still have cremains buried. That you can have them put in the ocean, the lake, and there's different uh, biodegradable urns that those can be put in. Okay,
1: now suppose... Um, The urn falls and all the ashes spill on the floor. So uh, you'd be like sucked up in the vacuum cleaner. Probably. Possibly.
2: Or the cat. (laughs) Yeah, or the cat licking up the ashes. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, the urns are made of either a real nice uh, wood or Mm -hmm. a steel, Mm -hmm. where if something like that happens, it shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But then some people don't buy an urn, and when You get the cremates, they're just in this black box in a bag. Mm -hmm. So you do want to be responsible. Have some place for the cremates to go um, at the end of your life and think Mm -hmm. about beyond that. Are they going to be sitting around for the next 100 years or Mm -hmm. am I going to put them in a place of rest, Mm -hmm. bury them under a tree? There's so many things that you could do with your cremates.
1: I see. Now, finally, what advice would you offer to listeners who are thinking about planning for their own final services, or who are supporting someone who has recently experienced loss?
2: Um, plan. When you're planning, you want to think about, um, what is it that I see my funeral services as? You know, uh, I'm a giver, so I want to leave something for everybody that comes. Mm-hmm. So. You want to think about, you know, what do I want to wear? Is my body going to be shown? Or am I just going to do direct cremation where there's no body and just a memorial service? Um, if you're thinking about being buried, then is the casket going to be open? Is the casket going to be closed? You have to pay for that too, don't you? Yeah. You pay, no, not for the opening and closing <laughs> the of the castle. You pay for the opening and closing of a grave.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, so, those are the things that you want to think about. What color flowers? And write those things down. Even if you don't pre plan, pay for a pre plan, you could still write those things down. You could go to a funeral home and they will help you write up everything. And um, you'll feel so, your family will feel so relieved when you come in and you say, oh, everything's already taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be financially or or everything's written down, this mm-hmm. is what she wanted. Mm-hmm. She's already picked out this, this this and that. It's such a relief off the family. It lessens arguments mm-hmm. and um, emotional spending.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know my mom when my mom passed, when my dad died first then my mom died, but she played she uh, she had a plot for her. She was in the middle. I mean my dad, she was in the middle and her la and her last husband was on the other side of her provided his kids but his kids wouldn't let him she they took him back to alabama they wouldn't let him be buried there Aww. but she had paid for you know all three spots mm-hmm. you know because she was like you know
2: <laughs> and that's what pre-planning does mm-hmm. pre-planning helps you save money you save mm-hmm. about 40 percent now than you would at the time of mm-hmm. a person's death mm-hmm. um When you go in a funeral um, cemetery and you see different people's names and you see that blank spot, that's Mm -hmm. somebody who's Mm -hmm. pre-planned. There's people that... Have bought out whole plots for their family, mm-hmm. so that that's an expense that they pay for now. Think about if we if I bought a house 80 years ago, my house 80 years ago, in comparison mm-hmm. to how much I buy now, that's mm-hmm. how that's how pl- um, pre planning is. Yes. It, things go up, costs go up, and you want to be sure that you take advantage of what you can now, mm-hmm. opposed to paying for it later.
1: And I saw the advantage also of uh, prepaying for my funeral that the cost, she, she assured me that the cost would not change. It would not go up right. no matter what. She also um, gave me a peace of mind when she told me that should something happen to the funeral home, by law, this goes to another yes. funeral home. You know, what do I do? Who do I contact? Do mm-hmm. I call downtown? You know, she, mm-hmm. we didn't get that far. It, w- it was a bit much trying to pay for your funeral. Yes. You know what I mean? And so
2: when a person pre-plans, the governor, the federal government now has it where they don't pay the funeral home directly. They pay an insurance company. Um, and so in the event that a funeral home goes out of business, mm-hmm. you still have your policy because it's secured um, with an, a large insurance company. Mm-hmm. And so you can move that policy into any
1: other funeral home, okay. Okay, <clears throat> okay. Now, um, um, this is a question, and it's and I don't want to put it racial, let's put it economics, okay. Maybe, yes, ma'am. Why aren't people who know they're going to pass taking care of this, you know, like? My son and I was talking about that on our way over here. He says there's several variables, you know, finances and the um f-
2: uh, reality
1: of it, you know. <laughs> I,
2: all of the above. Yes. So I would say mostly um, lack of knowledge. People, okay. Some people don't know that you can do it. Um, and the other would be economical. People think, oh, I have an insurance policy or either um, I can't afford that right now and then the other part is you know mentally am I ready? I know the older I get the <laughs> more I understand my immortality mm-hmm. so um, a lot of, you don't see a lot of young people rushing to do that mm-hmm. um, but and, but it should be done if you look at if you go into like a wealthy part of the neighborhood a lot of them have their f- children's funerals planned out or pay and pay for. Or starting to pay for them by the age of five, mm-hmm. they have the they have the cemetery paid for definitely, and then the funeral and stuff because we never know life happens. Look at COVID. COVID yes. shocked us all. Yes, we had took no. A lot of people. We did not know that was coming, and just think how many people were unprepared for that, not only emotionally and mentally but financially, mm-hmm. and so if we had did this early on, it would have prevented a lot of stress. Not only the stress that we went through dealing with coming out of our houses, mm-hmm. martial law, mm-hmm. but all the stress of having to plan this funeral. Cause you know, during that time, you were only allowed like five or 10 people
0: at a You're funeral right. service. Right.
2: And so I have to decide not only planning a funeral, but decide who's Who come, come
1: to this funeral. Exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 okay. Um, I guess I think that's about it. Uh, we've covered everything. I appreciate you answering these questions Appreciate for you me. having me. And um, Melanie guess I'd like to speak with you again. Thank you. You're Thank you than for welcome. having me. Yes. This concludes our, our um, segment for today. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Have yourself a wonderful day.
0: That brings us to the end of another episode of Senior Talk with Ms. Bonnie. We'd like to thank Melanie Guest for providing wonderful insights upon preparing for the end of life experience. The information provided by Ms. Bonnie and Ms. Melanie is from their own knowledge and experience. And we encourage you to consult with the professionals at the funeral home of your choice regarding their own policies, capabilities, and to answer any questions you may have. If you wanna stay connected with our community of senior citizens, be sure to follow us on social media Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. Remember, it's never too late to learn and grow. So let's continue to embrace our experiences and opportunities together. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode. The music you hear is produced by Jay Rawls for Polar Entertainment and appears on his album Jazz Hop. You'll find the link in the description.